One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'm your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Again, before we start this episode, I want to thank everyone who filled out our listener survey. We'll be going over the results soon and hope to incorporate some of your undoubtedly awesome ideas and take your considerations to heart. Our community of listeners and fans is sincerely the reason we keep producing these shows. So thank you so much for your help and dedication, especially now as we're in the home stretch of this season of Imprinted Echoes. Nehemiah, Smallrin, Jory, and a whole host of refugees have made it back to Legam, though a bit different than when they left. Although they're a bit disoriented, there's plenty to be done to set everything right here again. Communication is stabilized, long naps are taken, and home is re-established. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory help some long-lost and printed echoes get to know their home once again. We left off with you traveling from the tumult through the data sphere and back to Legam. You all had opened your eyes for the first time, and you're not quite sure how long, to the blinding light of the sun overhead. It's really loud. <laughs> it takes a while for your senses to reconfigure, to recalibrate. So you're now feeling physical things and smelling and tasting and hearing still as well. But all of this other sensory input is just a little bit overwhelming. Insert clip of the the live action Grinch movie. I'm having feelings. (laughs) Nehemiah has his hands over his eyes. He's like, peeking out between the cracks in his fingers, just like readjusting to sight. I'm guessing we are surrounded by people. Is that correct? You are. And as your sight begins to adjust, you can see who is all around you. 20 or so people that you brought back with you. They're human, mostly. This is a group of individuals who existed long, long ago And in that vein, they are ever so slightly different than what you all look like. The first thing you notice is that they all have a pale purple-gray skin and all varying shades of that. Some a little darker, some a little lighter, but this kind of gray skin with a deep purple undertone. And the next thing you notice is that they have a large bulbous crest on the front of their head that then extends back 
But other than that, fairly recognizable as humans, or humanoids at least. And there is mumbling and muttering and small conversations happening in the same way that you all are groaning a little bit and talking maybe a little under your breath or to each other, so are they. And you recognize the language that the song was in, the language that you have heard at various points throughout these journeys. And again, while Jory is the one that is fluent in this because of the cipher that she used, Nehemiah and Smallren are at least conversationally able to understand and can carry on a basic interaction without much effort. Smallren, in the course of also getting used to seeing again, checks in with her uh, Ogrim orb, her little mechanical eye, who I'm sure was (laughs) impatiently awaiting our return. While it doesn't necessarily talk, you kind of get like these feeling impulses and the impulse that you get is the equivalent of, oh my God, 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 I can see, I can see, I can see, I can see, I can see. Very good. She immediately gives it a task, which is find Edos, see if Edos is here. While she's adjusting her biological eye, I'm assuming the Ogrim orb is much more on the ball. No, it is the ball. It is the ball. Hey. Hey. Squid. The name that Bridget gave. The name that Bridget gave the orb. Smallrin did not. The orb scans and scans and scans and is looking everywhere among the people in the immediate area, even a little bit farther out from where you all are currently standing. And it just comes back with, nope. As your senses recalibrate, you all notice something a little bit different. Extra is probably the wrong word, but something more. Yeah, definitely something more. You all have been changed a bit by this journey. Each individually based on what it was you focused on to make sure that you made it back here as yourself. Nehemiah, you focused on protection. The strong one who steps in front, who is able to weather the blows so that others don't have to. You also were the one to use the dream machine, the one to find the path back home. You are now permanently linked to the data sphere. It gives you enhanced control over your body with several benefits therein. You can control your heart rate, your breathing, and any other body function as you choose. Your might edge increases by one as it allows you to coax your body and energy into achieving greater things. If you become diseased, poisoned, or sickened by any sort of harmful environmental effect, you can use an action to flush that toxin from your body. And every time you make a recovery roll, you essentially get advantage, making two rolls and taking the higher result. (laughs) Very cool. You essentially have a more fine-tuned ability to hack your biological systems. That's awesome. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Jory. Mm-hmm. Why are you worried? Why are you worried? She's not. She's laying on the ground, holding onto the grass very tightly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. You focused on curious. Your want to know things about the world around you, to interact with the people that you meet to be able to understand the things that are needed, that are unknown. And through your 
course of all of the different ways you've interacted with people, both through knowing this language as well as starting to make connections with people not of this plane. You forged a connection with something somewhere along your journey back. You have a line of telepathic communication with some unknown artificial intelligence, something that might not even be fully comprehensible. This intelligence can share useful bits of information, insight, or advice once every day. (laughs) Sometimes this might translate into an asset for something you are doing. Other times, the information might just be more broad and helpful. The intelligence's willingness to converse with you might vary considerably. Sometimes it's very chatty and will offer up advice freely. Other times it must be convinced or tricked into giving information. (laughs) And yet other times it is entirely absent for reasons it will not explain. (laughs) The intelligence's knowledge is broad, but not omniscient. It cannot see the future, but it can try to predict logical outcomes. Additionally, it has little of nothing in terms of useful information about the very distant past. At least to you. <laughs> Smallrin, you focused on wielding power with precision. You know exactly which power, which object, which ability will be the right one for the task. And it's a precise strike every time. That precision comes with careful planning. You are now able to tie your vital functions to objects you wield. You can designate a cipher or artifact to be activated if you are ever rendered unconscious, as opposed to just asleep, impaired, debilitated, or dead. A different device can be tied to each of these four states, but only one per. And you can switch the ciphers or artifacts connected to which states once per week. It's a little bit shorter. <laughs> but, just, but, but very cool. Mm-hmm. Right. If I am knocked unconscious, I want this bomb to go off at this location. Basically. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And as you are getting used to your physical forms and you realize these differences, you feel them. You have a pretty distinct understanding of what you're able to do with these, whether that's because of how you got home or now you just have a very heightened awareness of everything that you are after not really being connected with it for so long. But something is different. And these are the things you can do now. I think as soon as Nehemiah realizes he has this enhanced control over his body, he immediately resets eyesight. Okay, now I can see. (laughs) Yeah. Just (laughs) give yourself a hard reset. Exactly. Just, okay, world. All right. Turn it off and back on again. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm going to have to unpack that later. All right. Everybody all right? Bro, hold on. And goes back again, but in the proper language. Yeah, you get a chorus of confused but affirmative responses. All right. Once he verifies that Jory and Smallrun are there, he is going to start shouting for some of the people from within the city. See exactly where we are. Rufus! Adriel? Bahura? You already see Adriel climbing down off a rooftop and heading your way. And Rufus comes running out of one of the buildings off the side. And you see Bahura slowly but very purposefully walking down one of the roads. Hmm. 
All right. Um, I'm going to flop from my back onto my stomach with my ear to the ground and say, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Great, now you're putting me on yep. the <laughs> I should have known you, better. You gave, you gave access to an omniscient being. <laughs> you don't, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything. I mean, maybe you sneezed. No, no, no. <laughs> hello? I simply said hello. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hi. Ground. Look, I'm sorry I grabbed the grass so I'm not the ground. Why do you sound like the ground? That's your problem. Well, that's just rude, isn't it? Not really. Look, if you have a question or need anything, let me know. Otherwise, I have other things to attend to. Why aren't you ground? Because I'm an intelligence. You picked me up somewhere along the data sphere. I can't control who I get linked to. This has happened before. If you need something, let me know. Okay. Good night. <laughs> what? <laughs> I could going to go to different places in the ground and try to listen again. <laughs> Nothing happens. I would like to, because my Ogrim orb is continuing to kind of freak out, so Smallwood's continually trying to come up with new things for it to look for. Sure. Now that I've established that it doesn't see Edos in the form that I know Edos, I'd like it to scan the area and look, see if there's anything that looks even remotely similar to Void Friend, if there's any sort of visible fluctuation in energy, if there's any sort of like odd ways that the light falls, like there's something invisible. It doesn't see anything like Void Friend, but after a moment, your attention is pulled hard up to the orb, which has changed color. And you're used to it changing color a little bit. It's gone from blue to purple to orange. But it is void colored. It is colored in those pinks and purples and blues with spots of energy, maybe stars, but floating, swirling color moving across its surface. How far away are we like right up on the orb? You're or? very close. Okay. You're not like necessarily right underneath it, but this is part of the structure that like brought you back so yeah so we're you there. are very close okay. to it yeah then i'm gonna break away from the group a little and walk up to the orb i just want to step up really quick and just place a hand on it and say edos can you hear us the response you get is that same tritone voice this, this is, is unexpected. unexpected you can say that again and there is a flash of lightning that arcs out of the orb. And next to you appears a flashing and almost glitching hologram of Eidos. Well, I did say that I wasn't sure how we would be able to transfer back after combining ourselves that way. It seems I'm a little more connected to this place than I ever expected to be now. I'm sorry. We couldn't bring you back fully. No, that's not your fault. Thank you for bringing me back at all. This is a new existence I can figure out. I do wonder, though. And you see them kind of like a little bit of static electricity fuzz around them for a moment. Not out of a arc of electricity, but kind of just almost plopped out of the orb is another hologram of Nick. <laughs> Good. 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 
Good, good, good. Ooh! Stars! Oh, that, that was uncomfortable. Oh, are we... And, like, tries to, like, touch his face, but, like, hands going through it and not realizing now that he doesn't have a truly physical form right now. Oh. All right. This this isn't as bad as it could be. I, You know what? I can adapt. I can make this work. <laughs> we can make this work. Oh, boy. And there is a low rumbling sound and the ground nearby rattles with that rumble as from the sound wave that is coming from the orb a hologram of a darshi shows up someone that you've never seen before someone that's never had a physical existence before looks very similar to void friend in terms of not really having any distinct physical characteristics, but instead of simply being an outline of void and light, there's a three-dimensional form. You can see that there is facial features, that there is depth to this figure. Still hologram style, but not as strangely energy-ridden, necessarily, as Void Friend is. Well, this isn't something I ever thought I was going to experience, but here we are. I'm glad that we all got back in some form or another. Well, this is entirely new for me. This is going to be interesting, I think. And the three of them in kind of stand around, just gaining their own bearings. Is Jory still on the ground? <laughs> uh, after a fashion, I probably got up and I'm, I'm kind of looking around at everything and marveling a bit. And um, I feel very shaky. I should still be vibrating more than I am. I don't know about you two. I could go for some tea and a bit of a lie down. <laughs> or a stand-up. It's so weird that it's different. Fahura is making her way through the masses, making sure that everyone is okay, seeing who needs what, uh, and eventually she gets to you three. Mm. Oh, thank goodness. I really wasn't sure if I was ever actually going to see you again. How long were we gone? Ooh, that's a very good question. That's actually a question that Zayn hadn't considered. <laughs> um, commercial break. Well, because we, we traveled first and then we went into the side we did. dimension. So it's been a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we left that poor little neophyte of that cult in inside of the tower. <laughs> and Molly. And Molly. Yes, we did. I, I, I really hope thought. that we go back, we find out they got out and they got married. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Molly deserves to love again. It's true. Oh. <laughs> oh, a few weeks at this point. Uh, you did I assume have to to make the travel out there and I know that was a bit of a trek, but it's it's been a little while, a month maybe. Ooh. Did Molly ever come back? Oh, the the one you brought back from yeah. the tree place. Uh no. No, he didn't. Uh, we should send someone to get <laughs> him. Oh, man. I feel bad. Oh, well. Uh, Not you? like we had a whole lot of choice in the matter. No, but... It's fine. Let's make sure they're not stuck in the meat place. Wait, <sighs> is that the meat place? No, we don't... There was access uh, to the meat place there. There, there. there was meat. It was meat place adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Location, location, location. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure we can figure out a way to send word out that way. I don't think it would be too difficult either to send a person or it's very possible that uh, we might be able to have some sort of communication that way. Now things have been shifting quite a bit ever since you left. So Shifting? The walls, uh, the same way that it shifted the first time, oh. started activating things. And right. then everything's kind of just been a little bit uh, buzzy ever since. Yeah, we're uh, probably going to be able to shut that down here pretty soon. Make these right. stable again. This is, if I'm not mistaken, the original crew that manned this or one of the other stations. They may know how to get it working in a way that doesn't involve interdimensional travel. Well, we need it to work for interdimensional travel one more right. time. Yes. Why is that? Oh, um, okay. Very long story, very short. These people used to work here. The Void Friends, they used to live in a place that was uh, exclusively sound. That sounds really strange. It, I'm going to tell you, it's a little weird. Until you've done it yourself. Until you do it yourself and then it's actually kind of cozy. Is that uh, where you were? Yeah. Yes. But the Void Friends, they used to be from the sound place. So we got to we gotta turn this on in reverse to kick them all back. At some point, they all just swap spots, I think. Right. Okay, then. Um, would you need anything else, then? Does anyone need uh, yes. some tea, yes. a drink, food. some food, for that matter? All of that, yes. We literally haven't eaten in a month, so... Or, you How know, about in the world are you still standing? We- oh, no, no, you're all coming right now, <laughs> all to the first tree. Do not utter a single other word to tell you have some food in your face. Do not pass go, over there. do not collect 200 shins. I, uh, I think everybody's going to be a bit hungry, right? Oh, yeah. These people probably haven't eaten in a couple thousand years, so... (laughs) That sends her in a a complete tizzy (laughs) of the idea that people haven't eaten in that long. And she runs back to the first tree and just starts cooking everything (laughs) she has. She pulls in Dio to start like serving drinks and making tea and making sure that everyone is comfortable while she just like goes to town in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm so glad y'all are back. (laughs) I am glad to be back, Dio. You know, for a while, I was pretty sad that I didn't get to go with you because I like adventures myself, but man, uh, you brought so many more people back. I'm kind of wondering if maybe that was a good idea that I didn't go with you. It was a lot and will continue to be a lot for the days to come. (laughs) This ain't over. I can deal with a lot. I can deal with a lot. All right. Well, I'm going to start taking drink orders, uh, make sure that everyone is a little bit settled in here. But if y'all need anything, you just pull me right on over and I will make sure that you get taken care of because, man, did I miss you. (laughs) Missed you too, Dio. Oh, um, just so you're aware, they don't speak our language. So perhaps some sort of visual aid would be useful. Unless, Jory... Is there a word for Ben Bain? Uh, I, it, it's just Ben Bain. I, think. <laughs> I don't know that it translates. So, somehow that one just doesn't translate. Yeah. No, it's like it's like a name. <laughs> it just it just is what it is. Oh, uh, you know, I've I've never been a, a particularly good artist, um, so I don't think I can draw much. But I might be able to take samples of things around to see what people like. There that we go. That was more of my good thought. idea. Good idea. 
Although I like the idea of Dio hastily creating a visual menu on yeah. like a big piece of cardboard. Going, going around with like a, like a Denny's menu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to find a bench and flop down like it's the corner grill at 3 a.m. after the club. <sighs> Specific and evocative. Flop. <laughs> Get some cheese oobs. Does anybody else just like to be flat right now? We've been we've been spending so much time being jagged and going up and down. I like this this flat it's like a nap. It's like a nap to just stay still. Mm-hmm. In a line. I, I think that is a nap, Jory. That's <laughs> well, just meant, what a nap is. I meant it's less a frequency, more of a mm. <laughs> Sword spear down, hammock up. <laughs> Immediately roll onto it. All right. Okay. Ow. Double shot of Ben Bane for everyone. I don't even know what that means, but I want it. Rufus bursts through the door. Yes! <laughs> Oh, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. I have so many questions that I need to ask you and I need to ask them, but I don't necessarily know how to talk to them right now. I have so many questions. You're probably not up for questions right now, are you? I can manage a question. A question. Oh, how do I pick? Um, Where did you go? To a place that is entirely sound. Yes. No physicality. No nothing. Just sound. Just sound. Fascinating. There are so many possibilities with that. Oh, yes. And so many limitations. All right, all right. I, I, I will have uh, more questions. Yes. Um, but I feel like the, the, right now the course of action is going to be make sure that everyone is taken care of and gets fed and uh, gets some rest. Uh, so in the meantime, I'm going to have BotBot go around and help me get everyone's vitals mm-hmm. uh, and make sure there's nothing else that we can do for you on a physical or medical level. Sounds good. Love it. Oh, thank goodness BotBot is friend-shaped. It's going to make this whole process a lot easier. And you get just kind of like little whirring sound from BotBot. Who comes up with who comes up with like a little scanner and starts scanning people and there's readouts going. Oddly enough, the one thing that he can't get through the scans is blood pressure. So he's got a little blood pressure cuff. <laughs> That's so good. That's so cute. Good. Good. (laughs) And it's like very, very patiently waiting for people to like put their arm into it so it can do its thing. I like, I like. I like to think that BotBot hands out suckers afterwards too. Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, it's just like little hard candies. Oh. Like little Little cube-shaped hard candies. Yeah. Precious. Precious. Oh. I didn't even realize how much I had missed BotBot. <laughs> Eventually, Adriel wanders in as well. Well, you've brought quite the party back. We bring a party wherever we go. You know us. Just living it up all the time. Well, don't tell anyone, but I am glad you're back. Wouldn't think of it. Won't believe us if we did. I'm going to leave the hospitality to... Those that excel at those kind of interactions, I, on the other hand, am going to go make sure that our infrastructure can handle such an influx of civilians. That sounds very practical. 
Have you met me? Oh, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just, it's very, yes, that's very good. I will eventually need to perform some sort of security screening on all these individuals, but that can come later after everyone has reacclimated to things. Mm-hmm. Yes, at the moment, I believe they're just getting used to the idea of having a body again. Even if there is trouble to come, we have some time. Why don't I, I'm going to ask the voice that's in this bench, if it has the answer for me. Hey, hello. <laughs> knock, knock. Are there any nefarious intentions around us? Anything Anything you, you can sense? Hi, hello. Hi. No, not at the moment. Sorry, I didn't mean to use you. I should have asked how you were first, but I, I figured I was curious if you knew. And No, at the moment there are no nefarious or underhanded motives in the people that are around you. Ah, lovely. All right. Well, that's, uh, thank you very much for that information. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon, I think. Bench. Jory. Oh, goodness. Who are you talking to? What? Who are you talking to? Well, right now, the bench. (laughs) Hey, Jory, why are you talking to the bench? It's not just the bench. See, it varies. It was the ground before. (laughs) We need to get you to sleep right now. I don't disagree, but the bench very sincerely thinks there's nothing nefarious going on around us currently. So if that assists... My my name, I am not the bench. I'm not the bench. Just, you know what? Just call me Aspect, okay? Aspect. That would be the easiest way. I'm... You picked me up in the data sphere. I picked you up in the data sphere. However you want to word that. We are now connected because you traveled... Through me. Ooh. Was it was it painful? No, it, it wasn't. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we'll talk more later. Okay. You have some figuring out to do, I think. I I would agree. Thank you. Aspect of bench. No, not a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Uh, but also, while this exchange is happening, Smallrin has waved BotBot over and gotten them to start doing all of the various scans and blood pressure work. Yeah. yeah. Also, potentially checking for toxins in Jory's system. I have them, like, do a very quick, like, finger prick and do a blood panel. Yeah, no, no. Tox screen is clear. I think I have consumed more Benbane than most people have by this point, but... I was hearing this earlier as well. You all eventually get some food in you. Fahura has made a veritable feast with various vegetables, a hearty stew, some really savory unleavened bread, sweet, like some sort of dumpling of some sort with like, you think maybe that same, not the fruit from that peach tree, that makes things happen but that flavor like maybe she distilled down like the flavoring and it's in a syrup over top this dumpling just a wonderful spread of delicious food and she's going around just making sure that everyone is taken care of well we made it yeah <sighs> we're not done yet though no I'm really looking forward to being done at least for a while okay After eating, Nehemiah would stand up and move back over to the native inhabitants. Mm -hmm. See how they're all doing. They're doing okay. They are reacclimating less quickly than the three of you. Mm -hmm. You 
were gone in the tumult for a while, but not nearly as long as them. So there are definitely a number of times where they just seem to be a little bit out of it or are shaky on their feet or are having a hard time remembering how to interact mm-hmm. on a physical level. Um, once I'm up and about, finally, I'd like to start working out a place for them to kind of stay temporarily so they can have a bit of a sit or lie down or sleep or anything to relax. There is enough areas within these ruins that you can find them some temporary accommodations. Again, things have shifted a bit since the last time you were here. Some of the walls are in slightly different places. Some of the buildings have moved a little bit as the structure that was originally here that has been built off of has altered since you activated another part of this array. But you can find a place for them to rest for a while. Nehemiah, as you're going through, kind of just checking on everyone, Mm -hmm. making sure they're doing okay, an individual approaches you, darker gray-purple skin, wearing a jumpsuit. And that's something else you notice, that the clothing that they're all wearing all seems to be very utilitarian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very little in terms of personal expression. I'm Kythro. I wrote the song. I don't know where I am, but I I appear (laughs) just quietly to listen. Kythro, Nehemiah, pleasure to meet you. How you holding up? Okay, it's very difficult. I don't doubt it. I know this is a lot. The facility still works, as far as we can tell, at least partially. We're going to need to kick it back on and reverse at some point, though. We've got some sound folk living downstairs that uh, need to get sent home. Best I can tell, they've been here as long as you've been there. That might be difficult, but I think attainable. We got time. Okay. We're going to do what we can to get you all resettled back here, but you've been out of the loop for a while. You only have one moon. (laughs) You had more? There were more. How were there more? (laughs) What happened? How do you lose them? How'd we lose a moon? (laughs) You're assuming we only lost one. (laughs) (laughs) Smallrin has been waiting for this. I have not. It was so hard to sneak up on me there. Uh, uh, Oh, oh, it's good to be back. Uh, Nehemiah did not miss the jump scares. uh, Okay. (laughs) Is there anything we can get you all? Rest right now. Uh, I think Jory over here, uh, she's been working on fixing up accommodations. She speaks your language best out of any of us here. She was the one who translated your song. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Hold on. Wait a second. I've been carrying something around here for ages. And Nehemiah goes into his pack and pulls out the lockbox with the ancient money, USB picture frame, and the notebook. Amazing. Oh, hey. so good. I don't know who oh, this so is. Good. We found it when we were doing our initial exploration. I can't read a word of it. He takes it and flips through the journal a little bit and looks up and goes, Nadine? (laughs) (laughs) 
and another individual with slightly more lavender coloration comes up and picks it up and starts flipping through it and just realizes that she has her belongings back and just throws her arms around you in a hug. (laughs) Was glad I was able to find those for you. How much is left down there? (sighs) Good news is a lot. Bad news is it's kind of banged up, aged in weird ways. Some of the robots have gone a little mad. There's like some monstrous stuff going on down there that likes to eat things. Yeah, we're going to have to be very careful. I think good news is I think some of it is going to right itself as soon as you all get down there. The things on like four legs that are walking around. (laughs) Yeah, they're still there. They miss y'all something fierce. Oh, dear. I take it you know what this is we're talking about. We had a number of assistants, I guess, is the best way to word that. Some found, some created. Oof. We've gone a bit rogue. We're going to need to get down there soon. Yeah. Take tonight. Yes, at least. One more day is not going to hurt it. Thank you. Mm. You eventually start finding these people places to stay. And you realize that some of these are individuals. Others are small family units. It seemed as though this was kind of a scientific community. Some people were here alone working as a part of an assignment. Others started raising families here as a part of this outpost as they continued their scientific research and work. You do your best to keep those people together and make sure that those that are connected or or bonded are able to stay with each other as you find lodging for all of these individuals. What do the three of you do as people start filtering out from the first tree? Smallrin just suddenly isn't there. Um, and she does her, what she has done several times now when the buildings have moved, is she just goes back to where all of her hides are throughout the settlement, checking if they're still intact, checking if they still give a good vantage point, moving the ones that no longer provide the surveillance options that she wants, writing anything that might have gotten shifted when the buildings moved. Probably bumps into Adriel a couple times. Oh, easily. Yeah. It's shifted quite a bit this time, actually. And while it's still recognizable in terms of which buildings have your hides and lines on them, it takes you a little bit longer than normal to try and map everything and reacclimate to where everything shifted. She also takes the time to just kind of readjust to being in a body, like going out of her way to climb rather than taking traditional stairs and things like that, just to kind of get herself back in the swing of, you know, the precise control that she previously had over all of her own extremities and her movements. Mm -hmm. Just for the sake of seeing what happens, go ahead and make me a level five speed check. That is a failure with a 13. It is becoming clear that it's going to take a while for you to reacclimate to having a body again. It's not going to be impossible. Obviously, you're still moving around, but you trip on a number of stairs. You almost fall off the building at one point. You still have your stealth and sneaking abilities, but you find yourself misstepping more than you are previously used to. And it's just a little off-putting. I'm going to take this moment just because people following along at home don't know what our stats look like currently. 
Um, But because we were in the sound place, my might pool is not large to begin with, but I didn't use a lot of it. But my speed is at less than half. And my intellect pool, which has a max of 24, is currently sitting at a two. Holy cow. Wow. So yeah, Smallrin probably didn't even really realize in like that big final push to the end where everything was just a scramble and everyone was doing everything they could. She's now realizing that like she pushed herself a little far and uh, didn't have the normal markers that she would use for like exhaustion. And because she wasn't using her body, she wasn't in her body, which is how she would usually track that. And so Mm -hmm. now being back in her body, she's like, Oh yeah, I might need some pretty extreme hydration and I might need to use some of my gentler poisons to put myself to sleep for like three days. (laughs) Medically induced coma in the back of the first tree might be happening soon. (laughs) Just a real quick comb. Yeah, like you do. (laughs) Nehemiah goes outside, out back of the first tree, spear down, hammock back up, And just an immediate pass out. That last push was rough for him. He sorely underestimated his last opponent and is feeling rough for many reasons, not the least because of that. What are your pools at? My (laughs) pools are not that bad. Uh, My might is at a seven. Intellect is at a nine. Speed is at a 13. Okay. Okay. So almost half on a lot of those. Yeah. Definitely takes a lot out of you. Yeah. You flop down in the hammock and it is, the sun is starting to set at this point. You have spent a good portion of the day taking care of what's been going on and now it's time to rest. And as the sun sets, you look over to the orb and it almost is projecting a Borealis effect onto the city around it. And... You do still vaguely hear singing. It's not the song that was originally here, but it's almost a lullaby of some sort, singing the city to sleep. I'm almost picturing Ido, Snick, and Adarshi standing next to the orb, just watching over the whole city like the the Force ghosts at the end of the original Star Wars trilogy. (laughs) Yep. Correct. You're not Watch, wrong. Watching, the, watching those Ewoks dance. <laughs> Jory? I am going to, once I've kind of gathered myself a bit, I'm actually going to walk kind of outside of the walls area to some place where I can feel the breeze and I'll kind of, mm-hmm. I won't even sit, I'll just kind of stand and I'll feel what it feels like to kind of have the wind on my face again. My eyes closed. And then it will occur to me that I should probably check on Box Ladder. <laughs> and I don't know where he is. Did we leave him at the other place? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're Neener back at, back at the beanstalk. Dio's going, I've got just the adventure for Dio. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Wind first. Rescue mission later. As you are standing, just feeling the wind, and you realize, oh no, box ladder. And you start thinking about how are we going to get box ladder back, and you feel something cold and metal against your leg. I look down. It's blue. Is it blue? I was going to say, but it's blue. Blue. Oh, thank goodness. Pat, 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 pat. (laughs) And it very kind of stiffly just sits down next to you. 
I'll sit down too and put an arm over, I think. Did you miss me? It's never... Blue's never really talked to you <laughs> or, or expressed emotion like that necessarily in any way. Uh, but they almost lean in a little bit. <laughs> I'm so sorry I left. It's dangerous out there. Who knows what would have happened? Who's a good Who's a good blue? <laughs> I'm going to throw something. And see. <laughs> um, I mean, I make me a essentially a persuasion roll. Oh, yes. Let's see. Difficulty? Level seven. Oh, I'm excited for this role. I will give you an asset for having a strong emotional connection. That's fair. Who's <laughs> excited about this nonsense? Fail with the ten. Blue looks at you, looks at the stick, and then just lays down. Okay, I get it. I get it. I didn't. Uh, I was gone. I understand. That's that's okay. That's okay. Also, probably a little bit more vibratey than normal. That'll take a bit too wear off pat pat again and I'll close my eyes again and continue to feel the breeze and as the sun starts setting small run on top of the buildings and Jory out in the fields noticed the same thing that Nehemiah did that the lights being cast by the orb are falling over the city and a calm lullaby meets your ears being back home is incredibly relieving. I'm going to say that at this point, with such a good meal and the first physical rest you've had in a long time, all of your pools are restored. Yay. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> and you can reset your recovery actions up to the top of the track to one action. I think Smallrin actually does, like... She lets Adriel know in the course of one of their interactions on the rooftops, I'm going to put myself in a coma for three days. Here's where I'm going to do it. I'll leave a note in case anyone stumbles across me before you can tell them. But just so so everyone knows, she has calculations worked out that she has used yeah. in the past, like basically after incredibly grueling missions. She's like, okay, this is how long I need to recover. Three days. Here's what'll do it. Good night. During that time, is there anything specific that Nehemiah or Jory takes care of? This is going to be recovery time for the group. You don't want to push them into anything or before they really get a handle on their physical selves again. And it's going to take a couple of days. Mm -hmm. So what other stuff do you see to before taking the group down below and trying to see to the void friend situation? Um, definitely finding some more permanent housing for them and trying to yeah. think of work with them to come up with a reliable means of communication just because we can kind of, you know, like Jory can speak their language flawlessly. The other two of us, we've can kind of do it all right, but everybody else is, you know, nothing. So we got to figure out how they're going to learn how to talk to their new neighbors. You work with Rufus a little bit. And while the Numenera isn't necessarily your strong suit, you do have a knack for communication, mm -hmm. for language, being silver-tongued. Yep. And you are able to start plans for a form of widespread universal translator. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you make me an intellect check, Excellent. level five. I will go ahead and spend, bring that down to a level four, and I am untrained. And roll. 
That is going to be a failure with a two. It is imperfect Mm -hmm. for now. Uh, There are oftentimes mistranslations and miscommunications. It does work to an extent Mm -hmm. for now. It will need to be fine-tuned later, and Rufus says that that will take time. Really, the only way to work out those kind of bugs is to very slowly uh, reprogram things every time we come up uh, upon a mistranslation or or a mistake. It it would be absolutely impossible to try and go through and actually reprogram this on the whole. We're going to have to do it on a case-by-case basis, which is going to take a lot of time. So I think this will work for a little while, uh, but we're going to have to keep working on it, I think. Absolutely. I mean, look, language is 80% nuance anyway. Like, it's just going to take time. Yeah, I'll keep working on it, though, mm. along with, I feel like I my number of projects just grew exponentially. Never done. Ooh, never, never. Wright's work is never done. No. Well, all right. Maybe somebody, I mean, these are all scientists. Ostensibly, some of them should be able to help. Oh, yes, I'm going to be putting their knowledge to great use soon enough, but I don't want to overwhelm them at the moment. Fair enough. Thank you for the help, Nehemiah. This, this will be really useful. Uh, whatever I can do. So you have an imperfect, widespread, universal translator. Jory. I've decided that we're going to need to feed these people. And I like to interact with physical objects right now to help um, calibrate myself. So if there's any light farming that I could do, I will be doing that. Anything to help cultivate the sustainability of our new friends. You find Iona, (sighs) who has in the past overseen a lot of the more agricultural endeavors here. Well, there's plenty that can be done, but uh, I think we're going to need something that grows a little faster to try and feed mouths a little bit quicker. Agreed. Any suggestions? Oh, there's probably some stuff that we can take care of. You know what? And she hands you a like small pamphlet almost, like a little bundle of papers that has some pictures in it. If you go out foraging for a moment, uh, you might be able to find some of those and maybe be able to bring those back. Those are some of the more faster-growing things around here. We just need a few more of them to fill out the gardens. Absolutely. I will do that, and I will be back ASAP. doesn't take you long to find them. Uh, the pictures really help and are really quite accurate. Mm. And you bring them back and start planting things and reorganizing uh, in a way that will help cultivate faster growing food. Oh, Iona? Yes. Who made this guide, by the way? It's very well done. I did. Thank you. I think the first three might have a job for you because their menu needs some pictures. And you seem to be very good at drawing food. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Not what I was anticipating, but I love that connection. (laughs) Danny's menu. Danny's menu. <laughs> I don't think I realize until just now that Denny's literally has a picture of every menu item. Mm-hmm. I always notice, like, oh yeah, there's pictures of it, but it's like every single menu item they have a picture. That's fascinating. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll I'll talk to Ferrara then. Yes, that's that's a great idea. It would help with our new friends as well while they're um, adjusting because that universal translator's a bit wonky i'll feel my pocket and have a sudden thought and i'll put the guide pamphlet to my ear aspect of pamphlet (laughs) i'm not the aspect of anything you pick i should have just given you a different name Hmm. yes how can i help you this thing in my pocket what does it 
do. Exactly. The The pamphlet? pamphlet? No, 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 no. The cipher that's in my pocket. I got it from pretending to be a god. And I know it's got something to do with something. That's connected to a being of great power? Hmm. It'll uh, call it forth if you decide to use it. Nothing more specific than that, though. Nothing being of great power. Nefarious, bad, scary. It depends on when you call them. That's... Okay. All right, it's going to stay in my pocket then, as I'm a giant coward. Um, thank you, Aspect. There we go. Of Pamplin. And you feel a connection just like, <laughs> just shut off. Ah, blossoming in friendship. We're going to be just fine. Thank you so much for listening to episode 70 of Imprinted Echoes. As always... If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. That's where you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I would like to thank Tyler, Everett, and Connor for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the show, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about our podcast. As always, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well. Myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And of course, our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenlee and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.